This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Hawkside Guns. Uh, today, uh, we had a couple of things to go over, but I think one of the interesting things that's going to happen is uh, for the first time in the history of this podcast, me, Jake, and Buana all agree on the same gun. And let me tell you, <laughs> tell you what I mean by that. Hey, hey, if you decide to get rid of that, I get first right of refusal. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so uh, I was. Well, it's it's kind of rainy and cold here and everything in in the Texas area. And one of my favorite things to do, which was go shoot, was not possible because most of the ranch was underwater uh, this week. And just it was rainy and crappy. So the what I would normally do at that time is go to gun shows and gun shops and swap meets and whatever and, and go trade up guns. And that's what I was doing. I guess it was uh, Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I was wandering around and, and going with a friend of mine. And we stopped at a small rural gun shop. And if you know anything about small rural gun shops, uh, they come in a couple varieties. But these are the major two. Uh, the first one is those guys who they know they're the only guy in the area, and they know that everyone's going to come there whether he's a dick or not, so he just kind of is because he can be. <laughs> and he doesn't care about treats his reputation. Treats everyone with a question like they're a moron. Right, right. You know, and just really doesn't care, overcharges you for his, his goods, and, you know, gives you crappy trade-in value, and everybody hates him, but he's the only guy around. Um, and he knows he's the only guy within 30 miles, right? And then there's the other kind. And the other kind to me is probably one of the best kinds you can go to. And that's the guy who's been there for years, same as the other guy. But he loves his customers. He loves his work. He gives everybody a fair shake and a fair price. And, um, you know, he's like, look, if, you know, you don't feel good about it, go home, think about it, do your research, and come on back. You know, if you uh, that's that's the guy I used to work for. Yeah. You know, it's like, look, if you if you have questions, or you want to see it, just stop on by. It'll be here. I'll be here, you know, except on Sundays. I go to church on Sundays. You know, like that was this guy. Right. So we we stopped in and uh, he's like, oh, man, we got to go see this guy. You know, I've 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 been going here since I was 15. And I'm like, oh, wow. OK. I, I've never been there, but let's let's go. You know, sounds awesome. And uh, we stop in, and it's one of these old westerny type places that has like um, I don't know, old west style wood paneling all over everything, and the glass Looks cases. Looks like you just walked into a saloon. Yeah, you know, you, and you, it has, you keep waiting for swinging doors and Clint Eastwood to walk in. Yeah, which 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 I pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. You know, it almost felt like that shop in um, The Highwaymen, you know, where uh, Kevin Costner goes in and buys like 18,000 guns and, and a uh -huh. Tommy gun and all that. It almost felt like that shop, right? 
Um, and it obviously had been there since the 80s. You know, it says on the door, you know, uh, uh, since 1983. It's like, wow, I was seven, you know. Uh, so we walk in, and I'm just looking around and everything, and he's got exactly what you'd expect from most of the the fair it's it's country hunting guns and and um, a lot of defense stuff not as much black gun um and you'll know what i mean when i say that you know it's like um uh tactical yeah not a lot of ar he had one there you know and and uh you know several others that you could order or whatever but uh um just not a lot of tactical stuff it was mostly hunting and self-defense uh, to be quite honest, and he had some new stuff there, and and you know a lot of selection and 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 that, but uh, it was it was a nice little shop, nice little country shop. But sitting in the used counter, which is of course where I always go, uh, was a selection of small firearms, and uh, you know I'm a sucker for a 380. Uh, anybody who listens to this cast will know that a 380 is probably my favorite pistol caliber. Uh, one, they're small. Two, they're they're light normally and, and very uh, uh, easily carryable and, and that kind of thing. So I'm looking over at the guns and everything, and I see down at the bottom shelf a series of small compact and micro compact 380s. And one of the things I see has a little bronze circle in the middle of the handle with a chevron in it. Now, I happen to know what that is, and I said, hey, legion. can I see that that little legion down on the bottom shelf? And he got up because he was uh, my buddy was uh, was buying a, a gun for hunting season. He's uh, he's a big deer hunter and he was he was looking for a, a 30 30. And uh, this guy happened to have several on tap and uh, various vintage and, and uh, accoutrement. And uh, so he was kind of looking at that and maybe some some optics and stuff. And here here's little Shawnee in the in the corner going, I'd like to see the little small girl pistol, please, um, which is how most people in Texas view a 380. Um, I don't know. This one's this one's pretty cool. I like it it is. It is very cool. And, and it's a uh, for those of you who've never seen one or don't know what it is. Um, Jake has mentioned it before. And I knew he had one, which is why I asked him because I I went to look at it. it was it's a Sig P two thirty eight Legion. Now I remember he has said several times on the cast that he had one, but I couldn't remember why he didn't have one now because I knew he sold it. And I'm like, oh, maybe there's something I need to know about this. So I took a look it's at the a gun. Sad story. Yeah, <laughs> I took a look at the gun. Well, we'll get to that in a second. And it looked really nice. It's really tight. It's um, I checked the serial on it. It was made in 2022, so it was it was right up to the year they quit making them. Um, it's a Legion. It did not come with the box or the challenge coin or the three mags or anything like that. I got the gun in a magazine, but I, I looked at it and I was like, man, this is really nice. It feels really good and all that stuff. And and I left. And because uh, my buddy was was thinking he bought the optics, but he didn't buy the gun because he wasn't really sure what kind of deal he could get or whatever. So he, he bought a scope and we left and it kept bugging me and it was just bugging me because that gun was sitting there. And I, you know how I feel about that. Like, don't walk away from a gun that that, that you think you're going to want. 
They're never there when you go back. They're never there when you go back. Like anyone will tell you, like they're never there when you go. Like if you wait a week, that that it could have sat there for two years. It's gone when you get back there, right? Oh, man, it's been sitting there for two years. Somebody came and bought it yesterday. That's always the way it goes. So after I get out of the shop, I'm like, man, you know, because I wasn't driving. I was rolling around with my buddy. And (laughs) I'm sitting there in the passenger seat of his truck, um, just like, like texting Jake, like, tell me about the P238. You you had, like, talk to me about that. You had one. I no, remember What I'm gathering one. now is you were hoping I was going to tell you that it sucked. Yes. I was hoping you were like, oh, man, it looks really pretty. Don't get it because of X. And Jake's like, All right, what, what's going on? It's a wonderful little gun. I'm like, oh, crap. You know, and. I don't know, because I didn't do any research on it. I just saw it, and it looked great, right? I'd never seen in well, person it, a Legion. It looks like a little 1911. It does. It's it's a miniature little 1911, basically. Cerakoted, gray, um, got G10 grips, got a little bronze medallion in the center of the grip. I mean, it's it's really, really tritium night sights. It's, it's great. But in the fact, thing this of, is the one that I sent you a set of grip panels for because at some point you were going to make Darth Vader in one and the Imperial symbol in the other. Correct. And uh, they sold the gun. Um, and I remembered he sold it, and then he's like, you know, whatever. And the only reason I really asked about it is two reasons. One, I'd never really laid eyes and held a Legion before. I've held a 238, but it was not the one with the extended um, magazine. And it was um, it was polymer framed, not metal framed. I didn't know they made them in polymer. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. Um, anyway, and it had a uh, it didn't have like G10 grips on it. It had like um, really. Uh, it might not have been polished. I, anyway, it, it was, it well, was, uh, they, they, they've made them before. And not only that, but you can also get them from Springfield and Kimber and both, especially Springfield and some of the Kimber and some of the standard, uh, maybe it was a Springfield or something that was uh, polymer, uh, but, but it, it, it's, it's not even the fact that they're polymer. The grips are so overly decorated and textured. It's almost unfireable. Yeah, it, it, it had like a uh, – the one I held before, I'm, I swear it was a polymer. And it may have been a Springfield because we'll talk about that because I know the 1911 is is basically a clone of the 238. But um, it had really big over-molded grips on the one I had, but it didn't have the little pinky um, mag extension. And it was kind of uncomfortable because I hate tucking my pinky under, right? I hate that. And I was like – The mag eh. extension does make it. It, it does. It, it makes a difference. Um, I don't care what anybody tells you. It makes a difference. Um, and I just didn't like it. This, the Legion, did not have that problem. And I was like, hmm, that's really cool. The other thing about it is I knew that SIGs are very expensive. And this was not expensive. Uh, he had this thing at three ninety nine, which is exceptional for what it is even though it doesn't have the three mags even though it doesn't come with the the wood box even though it doesn't have the challenge coin with it or any of the other crap you get all the good parts which is the gun at effectively half the price which put me now i talked him down a little bit um 
when I went back. Because after I got done with Jake, and Jake's like, uh, if you don't get it, I will. Just go ahead and get it, and just uh, we'll work something out. And I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> was, you go back, and you buy that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back tomorrow. And if it's still there, I'm going to go back tomorrow or Saturday. And if it's still there, I'll go get it. And uh, maybe it was Thursday I was doing it, and Friday I picked it up. Anyway, it was the next day. I went back the next day, and, and he's like, oh, you're the one who's here for that little legion. And I said, yes, sir, I am. And and uh, we talked about it a little bit. And uh, I asked him just straight up, you know, like, what's what's the story with that thing? And he goes, well, you know, I'll tell you what. There's not much call for these 238s once the 365 started doing 380. And I said, really? Because it's a much bigger gun. He goes, look, son, I can't tell you how the market moves. I can just tell you what sells and what doesn't. And that thing's been sitting there for eight months. I'm like, oh, I see. Okay, so somebody bought it and then just turned right around and got rid of it. Um, and uh, he goes, oh, look, it's a fine little gun. It fires fine. He goes, it's got, it doesn't have a mark on it, and it doesn't. Um and I'm like, well, what would you take for it? And, you know, we started doing it. And, and finally, he, he just flat out told me. And this is, like, part of the things that make dealing with these kind of guys really cool. He's like, look, um, this is what I got in it. Give me $10 over what I got in it and buy some ammunition. And I'm like, all right, that sounds fair. So I bought four boxes yeah. of 380. And, uh, yeah, exactly. Deal. Uh, I bought four boxes of round nose 380 and two boxes, uh, of, um, two 25 round boxes of Hornady, Hornady critical defense. So he got, uh, he got, you know, four or five boxes of ammunition out of me and the gun. And, uh, he was happy. I was happy. Um, I didn't know how good a deal I got until I got home. Um, and I was telling He's telling Jake while I was sitting there, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to take forever. This dude's calling it in. Jesus, you know, like, it's going to take 15 minutes, and it did. Doesn't even doesn't even have the computer on the Internet with that, with that system. He's calling in the paperwork. Calling in the paperwork. Like, he's literally on the phone, and I'm like, oh, man, this is going to take forever. Uh, and it did. But I felt better when I got home. Uh, just on GunBroker, the, if you want to get, there's only one. On Gunbroker uh, right now, as this is being recorded, it is a P238 Legion with the uh, the polymer box, three magazines, and it is nine hundred and thirty dollars. So, um, I did okay. I did okay. Uh, <laughs> Why do you think when you told me what the price was, kind of like if you don't want it, I do? Yeah, I'm like, is this a good that. price for that? He's like, hell yes, it's a good price for it. Just get it if you don't want it i'll take it like okay 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 uh now tell the boys and girls why you don't have your p238 legion anymore sir well i was using it as an ankle gun Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i had made up my mind that what i really 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 wanted because it was awesome and i had to have the james bond gun was the walther ppk (laughs) And that's what I traded it for. Oh, no. And we which, all know how that went. Which did not go well for you. <laughs> no, I had it for about a week and then sold it to my brother. <laughs> You're like, I hate this. This is like one of those famous, I hate this 
things. Like he ran is, a magazine through it. Yeah. You know? Which is funny because my brother must be an absolute masochist because he he fires the thing, ends up with a, an entirely bloody thumb, and just still goes, I still love it. Is he is he accurate with it? Because it's an extremely accurate firearm. Oh, I was accurate with it. Yeah, it had I mean, nothing it's to do with whether or not it was accurate. It was. It's a wonderful firearm, other than the fact that it hurts like a motherfucker to shoot it. It does hurt. Uh, it does. It, it will. It will take its pound of flesh out of you. It really will. Um, I. I had trouble with it. I. I I've shot a PPK, but I also shot the Bursa for a long time. The problem with it is it's so enticing because it's such an accurate gun. It took me till I got the Cheetah to get more accuracy out of a firearm than I did with that little uh, out of a pistol um, than I did with that little Walther PPK. It it is an unbelievably accurate gun uh, for as small as it is. It's it's wonderful to to put on paper targets um it is not wonderful to shoot <laughs> like anybody who tells you oh it's such an easy lovely gun to shoot is lying <laughs> well and and nobody at the store corrected me which i'm still pissed about <laughs> but i had it in my head that you know this the the, the p238 is a little metal 380 and now that you've shot it you know what i mean by it. it's a really smooth little shooter i was very surprised at how even tempered it is it is very smooth yeah so so it, it what my thought process was is you're going to take a another full metal bigger heavier gun with the same round therefore it's going to be even smoother <laughs> incorrect <laughs> no it was not correct at all no no it's it's not and it's in and the ppk is is uh, look it's a nice gun it really is it's, it's it's the best shooting least fun firearm that i've ever had fought, shot i'd say that's fair comment yeah no I, i'd say that's like, fair. like if it, if it came down to life and death would i want one on me probably yeah, no. But do be... I want to go to the range with it? No. Um, can you shoot it? Yes. Is it reliable? Yes, it is. Is it is it easy to shoot? Mm, if you like pain, yes, it's fine. Uh, the the I thing that's going on the whole idea that if you end up in a gunfight, there's going to be enough adrenaline running through you that you're not going to notice the fact that it's torn up your thumb until it's over, done with. I'd also say that's fair. And then at the end of it, you'd still say it's worth it. You know, because you're alive to say something, right? Um, but the the whole reason I was there and the whole reason I was doing that kind of thing is because of, I don't even know what to call it, a Texas tradition, Southern tradition? Oh, oh no, I'm going to interrupt you because I want to make sure that we're clear on something. The day that you decide that you're going to sacrifice that for something else or trade it in because you have your cheat and you don't need that one i i, I want full first right of refusal on <laughs> because i want it back i told i told bought because he's like oh wow are you selling that i said i actually you're gonna have to get in line because i think jake is in front of you and and not only does jake know what i paid for it and will probably give me 20 bucks more than that um you know as as like a token <laughs> gesture like here here's you're gonna make money on it just Freaking send it, you know. <laughs> um, I, I don't. I, I think he would be offended if I, I like. He's already claimed dibs, right? Like in the te in the second text I had, <laughs> he's like, "Look, if you don't want it, I'll take it." 
<laughs> He's like, God, there's another gun I'm sucking high tit to Jake I, for. I, I, I knew, knew. Well, first of all, if he wants to say that, remind him with regards to the P30 that he had. Yeah, so, <laughs> I did. I was like, you know, okay. you still have his, his P30 in your drawer. <laughs> but um, what I would have been hoping for, and I knew it wasn't going to happen, but I was hoping for is that you were going to hate it. <laughs> that you were gonna you were gonna shoot it go you know what it's 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 okay it shoots nice but it's not a Beretta you know I'm a Beretta guy it's it I, this is a Sig you know I'll, I'll sell it to you that's what I was hoping for I wasn't really expecting it because as I said it's a great little gun but that's what I was hoping for <laughs> <laughs> well I'm afraid that didn't happen uh, I took it out the next day and I ran some magazines through it and. I gotta say, it is a sweet shooting little 380. I mean, the the it's deceptive because the weight really makes it so it's 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 an even firing gun. Like it's very smooth as far as the recoil goes because the weight of it just absorbs most of the the the, the muzzle flip, right? Because it's a pretty short barrel. It's 2.7 inches, so uh, you expect it to pop like a PPK. Or something and it doesn't at all and you're like oh I see somebody figured this out you know uh, and I I took it to Buona you know because I, I was on my way back from the ranch I'm like okay cool I'll bring it back and slide by Buona's and uh, he fell in love with it he's like oh my god what did you get this for you know See, I consider the fact that he had a different brand of something similar, and I can't remember what it was. Was it a Colt or something like yeah, that? He had a, he had a, yeah, he had a Colt Pony, yeah, uh, so I or was Mustang he'd or look something. look at it and go, Ugh. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. I think it was a – I think he had a Colt Pony. Wasn't that the 380? A little – I can't uh, remember off the top of my head. Maybe it, it was a Mustang. I think there's something. Yeah, there's. I, it might be the Mustang that it that is basically like a, a 1911 as well, but they don't make it anymore. I swear it was a Mustang or or like a Colt Pony. Um. Well, the the other thing I'm sure you figured out is is that unlike a lot of uh of firearms of of this design, this one's actually pretty easy to take apart. Yeah, that's the that's the thing that's killer. You know, no, it's a Colt Mustang. That's what he had. Um, Colt Mustang pocket light. Uh, he had one for years and he loved it. Uh, but this thing is hated it. Uh, well, he, he loved the, those love hate relationships. He loved the idea of it. He loved that he could put it in his jacket pocket. He loved that it was a 380, that it was concealable. It was all those things in the seventies or eighties or whatever the hell it was. Hated the way it shot. Right. Like hated the way it shot. Um, but other than that, um, it was a really nice gun. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I brought this to him, you know, and this has things that the, the Mustang never had. Tritium sights, for one. Oh, yeah. Cerakoting. G10 grips. You know, it's a 7 plus 1. You know, or I think, I think the Mustang was like a 5 plus 1 or something like that. Um, so uh, maybe it was a 6 plus 1. Anyway, uh, it... it, it you know the the 238 is basically a lot more modern than what he had and the legion is about as good as the 238 got as far as i know i don't yes. think they made a better version of the 238 than the legion that's normally their their top of the line stuff and i'm not the sig expert you are but 
Um, that's yeah, no, if, if, if not to say that every Legion is awesome, uh, but at the same time, if they're putting the name Legion on it, they've pulled out all of their stops on it. Right. They've done everything that they do uh, to that firearm. And this was kind of a surprise for him. The, the other thing about it is it's only just a touch. It's 1.1 inches wide, which oh, yeah. means you can put it in any pocket you have. You know, jacket pocket, your back pocket, your front pocket. It doesn't matter. It fits in every pocket you have. Uh, that's a that's a pretty powerful combination. And well, as I said, I used to like to wear it on my ankle. <laughs> right. You know, it just it just doesn't matter. It's so small. Uh, but you do have it's got a lot of punch for what it is, and you can get some pretty hot rounds in 380 now, especially with those like um, non hollow point. Uh, anti-personnel rounds. They got the like screwdriver tip or, or auger tip on them, and they spin and create a spiral wound channel and stuff. Those come in 380 now. Yes, and um, that's pretty powerful, coupled with a uh, a little gun but, like the 238. Though, unless of course you live in Texas, most other places in the sun, if you go with anything um, more aggressive than a standard hollow point. Uh, you start running into the risk that the local DA is going to try to say that you were intentionally trying to kill somebody. Yeah, I I normally just punch uh, critical defense, a Hornady critical defense in it, and call it a day. Um, I've seen the ballistics on those. Uh, Paul Harrell's got a great um, a great video on specifically on the 380 uh, Hornady critical defense, and they they work great. You know, they're they're basically like a small nine millimeter. Um, esque round that produces a lot of penetration and some good punch to it. So that's normally what I use. That and they're cheap. You know, I can get twenty five for around twenty nineteen twenty dollars here. Uh, uh, L, the, the other part of just the insanity and stupidity is that in the state of New Jersey, even hollow points are illegal. That's yeah, just stupid. Remember the remember the controversy in the nineties over black talons. You know, it's like it's freaking stupid. You know, sometimes, but. Um, I got this for, and I will formally acknowledge that if I ever sell it, you're first in line, sir, um, for Thank sell you. or trade. <laughs> uh, but I'm I, sure I'm sure one of us will. You know, though though I've been out of the game for a year and almost a half, and probably out of the game for another year and a half or so. Um, I, I, at some point in life, I'm gonna have something that you're gonna go. Ooh, that's really nice. And I'm going to go, and you've got that little SIG. <laughs> this is actually my first SIG. And I I, told, I was telling Jake that. I'm like, I think I'm going to get make this my first SIG, dude. And, he, and he's like, yes, one of us, you know. Um, but I, I I got it for the most sacred of, of Texas traditions, which I don't even know if you guys have that, that uh, this where you are, but the, the quote-unquote truck gun. Um, uh, and, and no, because in order to have what you would call a truck gun in, um, at least here in most of the states here, you have to have had a concealed carry permit any as it is. Otherwise you need to have the ammo separated from the firearm and the firearm in full view. Wow. Yeah, no, we don't have to do that here. Uh, there's a couple of differences in the state where I live in, in Texas. Um, one, we're a constitutional carry state. So that's a difference right there. Yeah, uh, we're not. 
Yeah, and you're not. Uh, the second thing is your vehicle is considered the same as your home here. So castle doctrine applies. I can have my gun in my truck anywhere I want it. The only play, the only thing that gets you in trouble in Texas is brandishing, right? So if I'm riding down the freeway and I'm waving my gun around in my truck and somebody either calls it in or gets it on camera or something like that, that's a class C misdemeanor right there. I mean, just right off the bat, you know? Um, so brandishing will get you in trouble. But, um, if I just have it in my truck loaded, it's fine. So. Um, and with some of the stuff that's going to be happening or that I feel is going to be happening and stuff getting a little crazy here and there, um, I do wear my cheetah. I still carry my cheetah. It is still my daily carry. Uh, but sometimes you feel the need to have something in the truck. And uh, this is just a wonderful little gun to, to have around. Yeah. Um, um, my 9 millimeter for the most part, stays in my backpack these days. But as far as in the car is concerned, you know, what I'll usually do is the backpack is on the passenger seat, and that part particular compartment is unzipped within within reach. Well, because because let's put it this way, you remember the uh, several weeks ago when a nice congressman got um, uh, carjacked in front of the Capitol building? That was great. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's the neighborhood I work in. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't feel like that, but that happened to me. Well, for me, it was like, you know, I don't go, like every time I leave the house, I don't take a gun on me. But I'll at least take something sharp and pokey. Uh, normally that, yeah. I always have a knife on me, always. And we've talked about that on other casts, but I always have a knife on me. Um, but one of... One of the things, like, I, I got caught out the other day because I had to make a trip for work to pick up a check uh, for for business and then take it across town from the lawyer's office to the bank and, and deposit it for my company. And my the owner asked me to go do that, and I, and I hadn't planned on that. I was literally, you know, getting gas in the truck, and then he hits me up and was like, hey, we need to go do that, and, and you need to go now. Because they close at this time. And I'm like, uh, crap. And I did not have time to go home and go get a gun. And I, you know, I, I mean, I guess the easy answer would have been, you know, just always wear a gun when you leave the house. And, say, you know, that's fine. But I don't always do that. And you don't always want to put the steel core belt on and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, Ugh. So... It kind of bothered me a little bit, and I've been looking for the last couple of weeks for some kind of alternative for that, where I could keep it in the truck. It's not big. It's not menacing. But I did want a 380 because the ammo transfers from my daily carry to this, and I can swap back and forth. So I, I knew I wanted a 380. I just didn't know if I needed another Cheetah or what. And um, luckily, I ran across this, and it was... it. It seems to fill all those roles. Um, I knew I knew that you had had one, and and if you had good things to say about it, I was like, well, you know, I it, it's it looks like it's at a great price point because you know uh, the ones I can find are trading for over uh, nine hundred dollars now uh, for the Legion, and you know uh, anywhere from six to seven hundred for normal ones. Uh, so there's kind of a you know uh, like what would I get better cheaper than this so i might as well just spend the cash and jake said that he'd take it if i didn't like it so it was kind of a risk-free thing for me 
Um, I didn't hadn't really planned on this yeah, but, particular. Yeah but I, I, yeah, but I don't I don't get it though. <laughs> <laughs> You're like this has not worked out well for for Jake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, the the thing about it was just a a I won't say spur of the moment thing, but I had never owned a Sig before, so I was a little you know. But but Jake Jake swears it, by them. That that that's kind of like my brand. And yeah. I mean, worst part about it is, is I'm about to do what I've done in so many times before, and you always make fun of me for, which is, I finally come up with an HK that I like, and now it's waiting to get sacrificed for a new sake. Oh, no. What? Well, it's the only way I'm going to be able to afford the new one. Oh, no. What are you doing now? Well, not yet, because they haven't really been released or found in stores. They're only available for pre-order, but... Um, the P365 X macro, uh, a, a, um, uh, a metal framed Legion. Sent All you the right. picture of it. Hold on here. Oh, wow. That is, um, that's a lot. Yeah, I think I, yeah, I think I, I need, I think I need that. <laughs> Do you now? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I need that. Okay, now, now I've got the, see, see, because I've got the P320 with the metal frame and the. Um, why am I drawing a blank as to the acronym for it? It starts with an A. A. Shit, I guess I have to pull it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Come on, you're faster than I am at this. Oh, oh no, no, you're the you're the uh, the Sig guy. You know, I'm not I'm not going to speak out of turn with the Sig stuff. Now, what does this Legion have that your current carry does? Your current Franken carry does not. Oh no, not? no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not getting rid of the Franken carry. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I mean, because because the X Macro Legion has. Well, it, it's 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 a well. First of all, the, it's a bigger firearm than the standard 365. It, it's That's a pretty it's damn X big macro. gun. Yeah, I mean, yeah, as... it's, it's not terribly much. Oh, AXG. That's what I was looking for. Um, it's not terribly smaller than a standard P320, but it's it's still thinner. Uh, but its grip will hold 17 rounds instead of the normal 10 to 12 that the standard um, P365s will hold. Um, flared mag base, uh, 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 metal frame, which is kind of what I want, and because uh, I've started to really, really like metal frame guns. And it's also got the um, the AX3G trigger in it, which if it's anything like the one with my, my P320 AXG, I want it. See, now you're starting... You know, what I would probably actually do as far as that with my Franken gun is um, I would probably take the fire control unit out of that and put it into my Franken gun carry gun and then put the, the standard one into that. <laughs> now, see, you're starting to sound a little bit more like me because I am a big fan, which is the whole reason I have this SIG sitting in my hand, is it's a metal-framed, hammer-fired, manual or external manual safety gun, which you well, know is like the big three that I look for in a well, carry. The, the, the SIG P320 was my first firearm and has kind of like been my first love. I mean, I've, I've gone, I've had them, I've given them up, I've taken them back, I've left and right and forward and forward. And the version I have now is the AXG. 
um, classic. And it is, it's just a dream to shoot. That was when I, that's how I figured out that it wasn't just me with the um, uh, P30, the standard size P30, because when I was having trouble with that and I picked up the the SIG and it was kind of like, okay, no, no, that I, this is what I expect. This, this is not me. This is a bad gun, or at least bad gun for me. Um, yeah, and, and it's been an absolute dream. I'm hoping that, comparatively speaking to the standard P365, that this is going to be the same dream. Now, I'm not going to get rid of my carry gun because this one will be the one that goes into the uh, the safe and goes out when I go sh to the shooting range. Not only that, but like the, the P320 AXG will be my um, end-of-the-world gun. You know, <laughs> the end of the world, that's the one I'm putting on my hip. <laughs> you know, because at this point, I'm no longer worried about concealing anything. I'm not worried about how much it costs because it get damaged because the world's coming to an end. I just want that which is going to kill the zombie. Yeah, I am going to put zombies down today. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. So There's... if I'm going to be doing that, I want the best one available. I can completely understand that. Uh, so, I, so in the so in the roundabout thing, what I would probably do is just for the, the sh just sheerly for the triggers, I would probably pull the fire control unit out of the XG Legion, put it into my carry gun, and swap that. But the the the, the XG Legion would be the one that's kind of like to come out when I go to the range. <laughs> you you definitely actually, are. It actually may end up being the the gun next to my bed, considering the fact that I may have to sacrifice to, to afford it. I may have to actually sacrifice the the Walther uh, PP PDP as well. Now, how has that been settling in for you, that PDP? Oh, it's 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 a great uh, firearm. I, as I said, that I told you before, with the with that one, what it is is the fact that you have to get the right size for you. Mm -hmm. Um. The way it's supposed to work is the way the grip is, is that when you grip it tightly, the bottom part of your hand and your pinky is supposed to be pushing on the grip to in a way that makes muzzle flip a little bit easier. However, if you get the wrong size for your hand, if you've got meat hooks for hands and you get the small one or vice versa, it doesn't work right and it just feels like shit. See, I, that must have been what happened with Shannon because she got one, and I think it was too big for her. And well, they, but they even came out with a smaller one. It's actually called the the PDPF specifically for female. Oh, well, look at that. See, and maybe that'll be good because she she loves Walthers, uh, as you know. Uh, she's she's big into that, and and she was very disappointed because she loved the way the PDP looked. Oh my gosh, and she loved how easy it was to rack, and 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 that it was just like this this you know, uh, sleek, angular-looking thing, and and she could not hold a pattern with it well. You know, yeah, and it, it just it, upset it, her. It depends on which one you've got and the size of your hand. Um, the the compact is what works for me. I can't use the full size, and I haven't tried the F, but um, the 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 compact it worked just fine for me, and it's the the firearm next to my bed. But that, once again, uh, it might have to get sacrificed. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, uh, this one, uh, this one may have to go. I, I, I need the new stick. 
I mean, I I get it. I mean, I this is like I said, this is my first it's, SIG. But I was gonna say, well, not only that, but whether it's a SIG or the whichever type of shotgun that you're in the market for, you cannot tell me that you have not done. That. We, I mean, we we've listened to you. We've been here. You've done the same shit before. You've oh. gone and sacrificed three shotguns to get the one that you wanted before. I have done that. You you've even done that times. with shotguns that you told me the week before was the new special shotgun that you were gonna like sleep with. Yeah. Oh no. Uh, no, I'm way worse an offender than you, which is why I think it's funny because uh, it happens to other people. Uh, no, I I've done that with shotguns so much that that it's 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 like a gladiator tank in there, you know? Like it's it's just like. <laughs> Night, Wesley, sleep tight, most likely kill you in the morning, you know. <laughs> you have no idea how long shit's going to be here. Good night, Sig. Yeah. Sleep tight, most likely sell you in the morning. <laughs> most likely sell you in the morning. Uh, I just, but for pistols, I, I really do tend to, to gravitate towards metal-framed, hammer-fired, external manual safety guns. I do. Um, um, I, I tend to primarily go for striker-fired firearms versus hammer-fired, and it's just because of my short little stubby sausage fingers. If it's if it's not cocked, I can't reach the double-action trigger. <laughs> um, but I have now now they've started making the uh, some of the striker-fired firearms with metal frames. They they're just more they're they're just better behaved. They are, and that's and that's part of the reason I like the metal framed guns is they don't have the muzzle flip. They 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 stay where they are, and you get a better pattern out of them. You just do. Now, it is more weight on your waist or wherever you're carrying it. Yes, and, and well, that well, that's why I still carry a polymer one. Yeah, I mean it's not not only that, but it's also got that uh, the, the the special sight in it that I can that uh, actually can actually acquire quick quickly. God damn, why can I not speak today? <laughs> it's got this special bullseye sight in it that I can actually acquire quickly without having to be a red dot. I cannot disagree with that. Uh, there's there's a lot to that, and there's a lot to especially with pistols. Pistols seem to be a lot harder for me to really kind of be good at like with shotguns it's pretty easy for me to to figure out if i'm going to be able to shoot whatever it is and, and understand the differences between them and how to manipulate them between a double barrel and automatic a pump action a single shot you know it, it well, really that, doesn't matter that's also why once i kind of settled on a carry gun a couple of years ago why that even though as you said it's the franken gun mm-hmm. that once i got it where i wanted it to be yeah i'm not changing it i mean i may change the trigger you know, with the fire control unit, but the way that's actually physically set up, uh, no, I know I, I've, I've finally reached that point where I know where it is. I know how to grab it. I know um, w- that my finger is going to be settled on the trigger in the right place. Um, that once again, it's got that goofy sight on it that's recessed into the, um, the top of the slide. But at the same time, I know that I'm not going to be looking at it going, shit, that's blurry. <laughs> which is kind of why i i haven't once i found it i haven't moved off of my cheetah you know i've been carrying that for about two years and and honestly i i won't move off of that right now um for my daily carry you know if i'm going to strap something to my waist that's probably going to be it um 95 of the time now sometimes like i said with this truck gun type of solution um you know if i'm just caught out and i need something or something like that i have it available um, or as a backup or whatever, but, uh, 
generally speaking, it's going to be that cheetah because as you have said and eloquently put, I know how that works. I know how it feels. I've trained with it a bunch. I train with it every month. Um, and because it is a perishable skill and I understand how to, to manipulate that firearm in any other situation. Uh, that is the gun. I honestly think with pistols, that's the gun I've trained with the most. So obviously I'm more comfortable with it. Uh, but it, it's, um, all the things that I wanted in a, uh, a carry gun, you know, it's, it's metal framed and we've talked about this on other cast, but it's metal framed. It's got a hammer. It's now the cheetah is double action and these, the two thirty eight is not, um, I oh, do. No, that's, that's correct. You do have to cock it. You do have to cock it. Um, but at the same time, um, you can carry the, the two thirty eight. it's carry safe on half cock. Although I, I don't do that. Uh, well, but I, I, actually that's one of the reasons why I liked it for the ankle gun. I, I was always terrified. Um, as much as I have no problem carrying a firearm with no safety on my waist, um, just bouncing around on my ankle. Yeah. That, that started to bother me. So the <laughs> fact that that thing actually had, had to be cocked and had a safety made me feel better. It does. I, I, I'm i like, oh, it's got an external manual safety. I like that. And I looked at this, and you're right. It's it's basically shrunk down 1911 or real close to it. It's it's 1911-inspired, I guess is what you might call it. Uh, and it's just really well designed. I, I liked the way it looked. Um, I don't know. Like you saying, you know, I'm famous for I'm probably the worst of the three of us, you, me, or my father, of I thought you loved the gun. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I want another one, uh, or I had to have this, or whatever it is. Uh, but that said, I don't know what I'd replace this with. In a 380, um, the micro compacts are like this is kind of one of the better ones. That I like. I can't. 65, 380. That's a lot bigger though. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's a lot bigger. I mean, you can't fit that in a pocket. I mean, this I can fit in my back pocket. I can fit this yep. 238 in my back pocket. No problem. Yep. No printing. Nothing. Front pocket. Same thing. Um, you can't stuff a, a 365 in your pants and nobody no. sees it. No. But at the same time, um, the, 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 I'm sure you most people here know with, with regards to the Legion program with uh, with SIG. It's, you know, it's designed to be their top-of-the-line shit. Not only that, you get to join the special Legion Club. Um, by I'm Legion not joining Hats. the Legion Club. Well, he, actually, yours is probably already registered. They probably wouldn't let you. Yeah. Um, with that said, um, Lena McKillick and... Uh, SIG has actually done something, and it made me think of it when we started talking about Shannon. I know Shannon's not a SIG girl, but... Um, oh, the Rose? The Rose. Yeah. Which is basically, the Rose program is the same thing as the Legion, but it's specifically for women. And it's a female-designed firearm. By, I mean, you know, they already let uh, her and her father design at Mossberg the... Um, the, the 940. The, the, the LM 940. 940, yeah. And SIG basically looked at her and said... Uh, the next big market is female shooters. Design a gun for us. And she took that that 365. I actually saw one uh, the other day and and took a look at it because I was like, oh man, what does uh, Lena McCulloch think is important with a firearm? And of course, what they give her, they gave her a 365 in 380 and said, tell us what you want us to do. 
And most of the things that they did, right, most of the things they did with this system is more about the learning and the case and the way the gun looks than anything else. Right. Like she has an entire like you're saying, she, the Legion program with with the the uh, other side of the fence. This one is more um, about women being educated and feeling safe and trained with their firearm, which I, I think is a, a completely noble goal, by the way. Uh, but what what the Rose does is it takes a 365 and 380. And it's got some, you know, like a, a rose laser engraved into the handle, and it's got rose gold um, uh, control surfaces. So the slide release, the safety, the trigger are all in rose gold. And then it has a signature um, rose. Now, I'm not sure why they called it the rose. Um, I, I don't know if that was like her idea or it's just like to be for women or it's her middle name. I like, I have no idea. Um, but. It the the other part that comes with it is there is a Voltec Life Pod that comes with it. So um, I think it's the one where you got the the swipeable thumb reader and the yep. and the case unlocks, and it has the gun and the magazines and the bullets and and everything right there. And it also has online training programs that that Lena put together and stars in. That once you buy this thing, you can go online and and she will show you how to get comfortable with your firearm, how to do training, how to store it, how to clean it, how to how to be safe and and feel educated with that firearm. And um, it's an extra. I think it's like an extra two hundred dollars um, to get the rose over like a normal uh, three sixty five three eighty. With what comes with it, just even training and package-wise, it's worth it. I, you know, I can't really disagree with that because if if so many things, and we saw this happen over the um, over pandemic. the pandemic, yeah, so many times, and I know you were because you were working a counter at that time. Um, and not only that, but one of the the guys who worked in the store for us also did the concealed carry training course and safety course, and it was always kind of like. This is worth your time. Go take it. Yeah. <laughs> I I just really um I I wondered if it was going to Now, uh, of course, they got Lena who is very Sunshine. Well, she's she's very well known. She's she's very um charismatic. She is, I mean, if you're going to get lessons, it's really difficult to say that one of the best shooters in the world who has the most world championships other than her father can't teach you, you know, you know, like, you know, that's going to be a real tough argument. Um, but it is a, a fantastic idea because I've seen so many people, so many women, as a matter of fact, get guns that they're not comfortable with get guns that they can't handle that some well-meaning man or, or person in their life tells them, Oh, go get this. This is the best. And, and I can't tell you how many times that, that, that well-meaning individual is completely and utterly wrong. 
for for that shooter. You know, like well-meaning as it may be, you know, even if Jake and I decided to recommend guns to each other, well, there's the, still the expectation of that we think you might like this. Go shoot it. Right. You know, I think you might like this because of these reasons. But with women, I have found I have been consistently wrong. Um, well, both... they're also looking for different priorities. Right. You know, and it's it seems like it would be a simple of does it shoot and is it OK to shoot? Um, but there's other things that go involved with you have your average woman taking on a firearm. First of all, they probably not always, especially these days, but didn't grow up as little boys running around going pew, 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 pew. Now, that's not 100 percent accurate. There's there's definitely people who have and are, are young women who, who have done that. But at the same time, it's not as prolific as young men. Um, they haven't spent as much time probably looking at them and you know, gauging them in the different realms of entertainment going, oh, I think I might like this one. I think I might like that one. They tend to be a little bit more uh, timid with the idea. And it, it, they, they just need a little bit more help sometimes with the idea of what it is that they're doing. Not only that, but they may not also have the same hand strength as a man in order to control it, rack it, et cetera. With uh, with Shannon, it was also the takedown, right? Like she could not physically take a Glock nine millimeter down without me helping her pull those little prongs on the side of the thing to get the slide off, right? She, she literally couldn't take down her own gun, and it always pissed her off. And you know, it always pissed me off. It didn't matter what gun it was. Every single time, every time, I looked at a customer and went, "Oh yeah, this is an easy takedown. Watch this." <laughs> Nothing but problems. <laughs> if you have the hand strength to hold the Glock in the right way with the one hand and pull the thing down with the other, then they are easy to come apart. But at the same time, it's one of those things where the moment you look at somebody and go, oh, yeah, it's easy. Watch this. Yeah, it never works. It never, it never works, you know. And I, I, I mean, was saying all you have to do is, is, is and I, and I know what it is with the SIG that I, that I do almost every single stinking time is, uh, forget to drop the magazine. But, uh, <laughs> w when you're showing them in the store, when I'm doing it by myself, because I haven't, I, and which is why I forget to do it in the store, because when I go to do it myself is when I've come back from the range and I haven't put any magazines back in them. Right. All the magazines are sitting in the bag. So I just go ahead and take the slide off. But when it's in the store, I forget that I need to drop the magazine out of it in order to get the slide off. And it's kind of like, what the fuck is going on? I know how to do this. And it's like, yes, you do. But you're a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I've been there so many times. No, this is really easy. Oh, shit. How does this go? Why is it doing this? It never does this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every time. But and that's. And that's kind of the thing, you know, with the Rose program, um, it is it is a complete package. I think they even give you some snap caps with it and, and a loader and, a you know, the, the life pod box and the gun itself and the Lena Michelik training, uh, Mikulik training, what, Michelik, Mikulik, I can't remember. Mikulik. Mikulik, yeah. Mikulik. Um, she, like, it, I mean, if you're going to get training from somebody, an eight-time world champion is going to work. You know, like, okay, I'll listen to her. I do listen to her. Like, I watch her videos. You know, like her and her father show you how to do stuff. It's like, yes, tell me how that works. Um, 
I would much rather, uh, especially especially a new shooter, um, any new shooter, be it woman or or, or not, um, understand and feel comfortable about the safety, takedown, maintenance of their firearm. Because anyone will tell you shooting is only a very small part of owning a firearm. You know, just like hunting is a very small part of shooting or, you know, or shooting is a very small part of hunting, rather. Um, there's a lot of stuff really that goes smart. along. You do it like what, once? Yeah. You know, if you're any good, you do it like you get one shot a weekend, two shots a weekend, something like that, you know. Um, shooting is actually a small part of owning a firearm. You know, like selecting your firearm is probably, I, I mean, one of the hardest things that you're going to wind up doing. And it is the part that people get very little education on. They get a lot of opinions, but very little education. And to have something like this, um, I think it's brilliant. And I do think that SIG's on to the right answer there. Now, they're a little late, but they came out swinging, right? Because Walther and Smith and, and a whole bunch of other ones with their easies and their light slide racks and all that kind of stuff have really covered a lot of ground in the last 10 years. Um, so much. Then there's Glock. And there's it is perfect and always be perfect. It is perfection. It needs nothing. Isn't your brand the one with the most the most aftermarket accessories that people have to quote unquote fix your gun because the triggers are so bad when it comes out of the box? Nine. It's perfection. You know. Uh, it's part of the plot. That is part of the experience. Yeah. It's it's just it's Glock and it's perfect, you know. And and uh, look, I get it, but there's a lot of people out here doing some really good work. Um, but I I love that that Sig, you know, of all people, well, Sig Sig. They see the thing is, we were talking last time we did one of these about how some of the pricing is coming down. Sig is one of the ones in which it's not. No, it's not. And look, I I get it. Um. I mean, I, I mean, look at this rose, for instance. Like, I can go down today, and I, and I did this the other day. I, I was looking at Shields because uh, I was there buying a holster for the 238. Because um, I, I tried to order one online, and it didn't work right. And I, it got here, and it didn't fit. And I was like, crap, I'm just going to go down. I'm going to take the gun down to Shields and say, look, I need to find a holster for this. You know, and um, they were super helpful, as they always are. And I found one that works and all that stuff. Anyway. Um, while I was doing that, you know, and they had the, the gun in there and, and all that, I went over to the SIG counter and I was like, well, let me see what they have and all that. Anyway, um, how much does a 365 and nine millimeter go for in your area? Uh, you know, it's been a while since I've looked, but I think they're at a, a minimum of 600 and that's for the base model with like nothing else. And that's okay. A minimum. Okay. Yeah, they're a little cheaper than that here. They're about 550, 575 here. Um for for the base model. Like when you're not talking your ATGs or ATXs or any of that like nothing like that. Just like basic 365 9mm, right? It's about 550 to 575. Um the Rose is 750. So you're paying well, $200. Pay Lena too. Yeah, I mean, uh, but if you think about it, you know, you're getting um, some extra coating on the gun and some extra laser work, which is an extra steps. You're getting the LifePod box. You're getting some snap caps, and you're getting the Lena experience and the training 
and the videos and, and all that. And I'm not sure that that's not worth it. I, I really, Actually, once again, I think it is. I kind of think it is. Just because if you're in the market for that kind of thing and you don't know what to do, this is a really balanced way to get things done and have it to to the point where you're um, comfortable with your firearm and you can take the case to a range or you can take it, you can keep it in your nightstand or you can you can access it when you need to and you can understand what's happening by one of the world's best teachers. And she does instruct, right? Um, and and no one tried to sell you the P320 Spectre Comp Blackout. <laughs> Sorry, I'm on the website. <laughs> that, for, for a as, as Springfield like, Grip Zone XD. <laughs> look, as much as I like SIG, and I know that this one is probably probably purposely designed for competition shooting, I'm sitting here looking at this going, yeah, that's too much. Yeah, that seemed like, I really like this, and that seems like a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, mm-mm, that's, that's, oh, dear, you know. Um, well, and to be fair, you know, SIG isn't known for um, understatement. Uh, they No. They, they do it up. You know, um, they and they're in quality firearm, you know, just like Beretta. Beretta leans a little more towards classic type of stuff. But um, when Sig, Sig goes hard into the paint, you're going to notice. OK, they got some crazy stuff. <laughs> now, that's nothing to say that some things aren't aren't like really uh, sort of like the old fishing adage: some fish or uh, uh, some lures aren't built to catch fish; they're built to catch fishermen. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I would put most of Springfield's lineup uh, in in pistols into that category. Uh, every time. And I know that even every once in a while, they'll catch you, too. Like, you'll walk by a Springfield and go, look at that. Isn't that the sexiest? Really cool looking. Oh, like, I have almost bought a Hellcat at least three times. (laughs) My brother has one and loves it. I mean, look, the SA-35, the the Browning High Power clone, almost had one. I'm just saying, okay? (laughs) Like, Springfield has some choice looking stuff. Oh, it's so pretty. Like, they're they're always so pretty. Yeah, see, the, the Hellcats never quite looked right to me, and they've never they were never really all that comfortable in the hand. Now, and I knew they were going to dump the XDs at some point for making bigger Hellcats, which is what the Echelon series is. Yeah, and the Echelon's actually a nicely balanced gun. Like, have you ever shot it? No, actually, I haven't. It's it's I, nice. It, it, I, I actually, it's kind of you know, it's kind of like it's a Springfield that looks cool, but no. <laughs> The the problem with the, the the echelon, in my personal opinion, is it took everything from a Glock that it needed to to work, and then slapped some I don't know sigish features on there, and then ta- duct taped on a whole bunch of Springfield magic, and <laughs> and it looks. And you'll know you'll know what I what I mean when I say this. 
It looks like somebody took a gun, gave it to a sci-fi props master, and said, make this not look like a gun that you can commercially buy. (laughs) And they carved some pieces off of it and put some divots and some handholds and some other rails and some other things on it. And then said, does this look not enough like a gun? And they said, perfect. (laughs) And then that became the echelon. It's kind of like, you know... (laughs) Whoever decide whoever designed the P90, somewhere along, I mean, it's it's a, it's an excellent you know carbine you know five. Oh yeah, Jenny used to have arm, one. Yeah, when she worked the for the same, Fed. But at the same time, you have to look at the thing and go, who the <laughs> hell thought of this? You know? but with but with Springfield, I would buy a 1911 from them. I you know they make a nice 1911. They make a nice uh, from what I hear they make a nice 911. You know the the comparable uh, model to the the to the 238, the 238 clone. They make a nice their their SA35 one gun of the year at uh, uh, last year at at one of the shows. So uh, or one of the uh, publications. I can't remember if it was Guns and Ammo or what it was, but yeah, that was that was after they fixed it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, look, that's that's a high that's that's high talk from a Sig lover. Okay, Sig uses their customers like freaking <laughs> beta testers. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I get it. The thing that always gets me about Springfield, though, is they're always like if you look at their website, you'll always see like high speed operators using S- Springfield products. When you know they don't, <laughs> you. you they don't. You know that the high-speed people that they're talking about all use Glock and Sig, sometimes Beretta. Well, yeah. There's no one going into battle with a okay. freaking Hellcat. Well, when was the last time you saw someone like Terran Tactical or Spectre do out a, uh, a Hellcat? <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> oh, that hurt. And I breathe the wrong way on that one. Uh, that hurt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the Nighthawk Hellcat. <laughs> no, no, they, 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 no. You know, ter- you know. Once again, Terran takes part Glocks and puts them back together. You know, Spectre tends to used to do Glocks, and now they do Sigs. Um, it, yeah, no. No, you're right. You're right. It's 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 you know it's going to be a Sig or a Glock. Sometimes a Beretta if they're old school operators. You know, like some of the some of the people in Israel use Berettas. You know, although that's a you know bad example nowadays because of the uh, political charge. But I'm just saying, like the Mossad's been known to use uh, Berettas in the past. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, what they were using before that was a mini Desert Eagle. Uh, yeah, they they tend to go hard uh, into some things. Uh, there's there's a that's, lot. That's that's what the Jericho is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, like mm. you know, I did see a a TTI Pit Viper at Shields. They have one. <laughs> one. One. They have one. It is in glass. It is behind a case. You can look at it. But you're not allowed to breathe on it. You don't. Uh, you're not allowed to touch it unless they clear your credit card first. That's how. That's how expensive this thing is. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I don't know what the markup is or what the the website sells them on or, or whatever it is. But to if you wanted to go to the the shop near the the Shields near me and purchase the TTI Pit Viper, the John Wick Four TTI Pit Viper, it is. And I'm not kidding. Sticker priced at eight thousand dollars. 
Now, I don't know about you, but you could add all the pistols I have in my collection and not come out to $2,000. <laughs> well, no, you'd probably do that with two. You, you no, wouldn't come out I, half of that. Uh, yes, that's correct. And I'm looking at it right now, and it really is a pretty gun. God, it's so pretty. Isn't it pretty? Jesus, it's pretty. Oh, it's got, you know, it's got, like, contrasting metals, and it's all, like, like this, I, I swear to God, this is what Springfield wants to be. And it's what yeah, no. TTI actually is. <laughs> like, that's what this does, right? Like, Springfield wants to show you all the angles and the cutouts and all that kind of stuff. But TTI actually does that, and you can tell the difference. One looks Fisher-Price, the other one looks Ferrari, right? Very high. Even, like, the, the Combat Master is just stunning. God. You know, I I almost, almost got to shoot one of those, uh, you know, like the, the original Combat Masters. Not the John Wick 4 Combat Master. Um, they, they, they've got the Combat Carry, which is basically a souped-up Glock 26. That thing looks amazing. God, and I don't even like locks. I don't either. But by the time you get to a Terran Tactical, I mean, and this is just my personal opinion. Let me know what you think. By the time you get to a Terran Tactical, by the time they're done with it, is it really a Glock? Uh, no. I mean, really? <laughs> I don't think hey, it is. There's the Benelli with the textured grips. And his hands become <laughs> wet. wet. <laughs> I, I just... Mm. You know, I and and even the Combat Master is still too grand. I mean, to to, to even touch one. <laughs> Actually, oh, okay, the John Wick three version is six. Oh, that I don't doubt. Oh, the 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 box set or something? Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, oh no 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 no. John Wick three JW three Combat Master five ninety nine ninety nine ninety nine. Oh wow. Okay. TTI X uh, Staccato John Wick Three Combat Master box set is actually twenty grand, <gasps> but that's Ouch. also two of them. So I I have never laid eyes on a on on the uh, the JW Three Combat Master box set. I know it exists, oh. but I've never oh. actually seen it. Oh, okay. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. You, you know the uh, the shotgun with the um. Uh, Dragon's Breath rounds that he was using in John Wick Four. Oh yeah, they've got that one for forty six hundred bucks. Oh, that's so nice. It's uh, if I remember correctly, it's like a Dracari's. Um, that that. Uh, yep. Dracari's. It's got the the magazine and and it's got that's it's a, that's a long ass magazine too. Yeah, I mean the magazine's longer than the barrel. Is is really how that works, and and the barrels specially coated and treated and forged to survive Dragon's Breath. Because I don't I don't know if you've ever like seen what Dragon's Breath does to a general or to a normal shotgun barrel, but you get about uh, thirty forty rounds with it, and it's it's freaking toast. Have I seen it? No. Am I surprised? No. No, it just it ruins them. It just it'll ruin your shotgun. Uh, the the barrel is just just bubbled and pitted and melted and slagged and, and all kinds of stuff. You're not going to get anything out of it after that, after about 30, 40 rounds. Um, the ru uh, rumor is you can have it reamed and, and resurfaced once. 
to to kind of get it kind of okay to shoot, and then you can run another 20, 30 rounds and drag his breath through it, and it's screwed again. So, yeah, the the Drakari's um, is is supposedly like hardened and treated so that it can it can fire a bunch of these things through it um, and not have carbon buildup or not have slag buildup or the the burning embers or anything like that that really uh, have produced the problems. But um, Dragon's Breath is terribly destructive to, to a shotgun barrel, as you might imagine. I mean, it's literally breathing fire out the front of the thing. Uh, uh, but Taryn's got some fun stuff here. Oh, man. I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, if I win the lottery, I'm going to come after some of this stuff. But until then, nope. Yeah, I mean, I saw, and I cannot remember who it was. Who who did, um, before it was Terran Tactical, who did the, the stuff for John Wick 1? It was the big, wasn't it? I don't think it was Terran. I don't know. Taryn did it. Taryn came around in John Wick too. Yeah. Because, somebody... because that's, that's when they made up their minds that, you know, as cool as it was the first time that they really wanted to do it right the second time. Yeah. I mean, and it's gotten pretty fantastical. <laughs> it's gotten. Uh, look, I still have a hard time with the stairs. Oh, my God. He fell down. I mean, it. It, and he's older than I am. <laughs> Well, and that was kind of the whole point of John Wick, but um, I mean, they they had still. I, I can understand the I'm in pain there, but at the same time, I'm still going to push forward. I that I get. The fact that he managed to fall down those many stairs and still had the physical capability, the ligaments in his body were still holding together enough for him to get back up the stairs. That's the part I don't buy. <laughs> the fact that there weren't many broken bones. Not like, okay, a couple of broken ribs, it really sucks, but if you really physically had to move, you could. Um, No, I'm talking like, you know, there weren't compound fractures poking out the side of his body and stuff like that after falling down those stairs. (laughs) I don't buy it. Suspension of disbelief was lost. Uh, I can't really argue with that. Um, They they kind of made some... um leaps of faith there for for a little while uh there was there was quite a bit but i mean the two stars of that for me was that was the first time i'd ever seen in a film the caltech ksg shotgun you know the bullpup shotgun they still could have done a better one than the caltech though (laughs) of course they could have Of course they could have. The, the, the way I put that is at the end of uh, Deadpool, when Hulls and everybody's pointing Keltex at him, and I went, there's the budgetary issues. <laughs> but, uh, oh, the Salient Arms, that's what they used. Um, they had a Salient Arms Glock 17 that uh, Vigo had, uh, that Tarasov had, and and it's it's got like a gold... Um, or or Cerakoted barrel and and breech and uh, it, and it's got the cutout ports and stuff like that. That was the first one that they used in um, John Wick yeah, One. See, see, I thought you were going to talk about the one that that John Wick had. And it was kind of like no no no, that was a compensated P30 uh, long slide. Yeah. Oh no, it was, and it was compensated. It was a beautiful gun. It was a P P30L, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, um, that, I I that's what I meant by long slide. Oh okay. Yeah. 
I didn't know that's what the L's stood for, but yes, yeah. Um, I mean, they had, uh, they even had a cheetah in, in John Wick 1. Um, they had a brown in high power. I mean, they had a, like a real range of stuff. Shannon was happy that uh, per- Miss Perkins was using a Walther. Um, <laughs> she's like, look, see, girl, chick gun, Walther. <laughs> I was just happy with Perkins. I was like, really? That's what you took from that? She goes, am I wrong? I'm like, no, no, you're not. It's P99. It absolutely is. But that you're not taking how badass she is from that. I mean, that's the chick from Orville. You know that, right? She goes, Walther girl. That's all that matters. I'm like, okay. Okay. On a completely separate note, but on similar topic, you, did you see that atomic Balan two was greenlit? No. Uh huh. God, what a great movie. Oh yeah. I really, lo- I really liked, and I know a lot of people were like, ah, atomic Blonde. look, I thought atomic Blonde was great. Um, it had, I mean, it was, it, this, first of all, the soundtrack was world-class. Well, they, they did the whole eighties ambiance, especially the eighties ambiance in Berlin. God, it was so good. It was so good. And, you know, to see the Porsche and, and, you know, see a lot of the, the European stuff before the wall came down and, and the music was just insane. And the action was great, very comic booky. Look, I was a big fan of Atomic Blonde. Like you can you can say whatever you want about Will Hollywood. That was a great movie. Um, and that is one of the few uh, Hollywood starlets that is big enough to stand toe to toe with some of those smaller European guys and make it work. Because um, she is not but, small. But they also did in that which similar to what they did in like Daredevil on Netflix, which is. Everybody's getting the crap beat out of them entire. I mean, if you remember at one point that, that fight on the stairs, the one guy shouldn't even take a final shot at him. He stands up and just finally just keels over. Oh, yeah. And she's like broken and bruised and she's sitting in bathtubs of ice. And you can see like she's moving stiff through the whole, you know, half the movie. And she can't really do what she needs to do because, you know, she's gotten the crap beat out of her. And, and like that's that's way more interesting to me, much like Wick. Right. That's way more interesting to me. (laughs) Unless he falls down a flight of stairs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Some of that. But the gun porn is worth it. You got to admit, like the gun porn in Wick is is like top notch. Well, but but once again, they took him out and showed him how to do it. So good. (laughs) And then then the other part was, is they they took him to all of the the Japanese Aikijetsu places and showed him how to do that as well. And basically what they told him was. Um, look, this is easy. You don't have to land any of these things. You just have to throw them. Yeah. <laughs> the stunt guy will land. You throw it. My, and uh, just let him go for it. My favorite was, he's, he said for John Wick 1, you know, they were doing all the stuff. And he said, we, we were intensive training for six months. And, you know, like, we, we got to make sure that nobody gets hurt. And everybody's doing their thing, and, and we want to make sure that nobody's like everyone's available for the movie and all that stuff. And then he goes, and then we started filming. And the first day, you know, the first first day f- filming on the set, and the director goes, "All right, now kick him." And Keanu's like, "What? Yeah, kick him? I, I I can't I can't kick him. That's like we we've trained for six months not to kick him." He goes, "Yeah, but today you got to kick him, kick him." And so they went through a couple of takes, and the guy leans over to him, and he's like, "Look." We are going to be here all day if you don't 
If you don't land this, you're going to have to just do it so we can move on and go home. <laughs> sorry, 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 buddy. Sorry. I mean, the, the, the other thing it's, is if you listen to the interviews with the people who have made those movies is that it is absolutely hilarious for to watch Keanu when for some reason he just can't get one of those moves right, that he is just losing his mind. Not like um, the off heard uh, thing from uh, Dark Knight from Christian from Christian Bale, just losing his shit at the cameraman, but. It just hit losing it at himself for just not being able to land something the way it's supposed to be landed. <laughs> he's just he's really angry with himself because he's he's wasting his time and he can't he's wasting everybody else's time and it's his fault and he feels like he's he's letting everybody down. And uh got like you're saying the reverse of Christian Bale. My favorite one came from John Wick three. And um and I know we gotta gotta get out of here. I got girls in the background and all that kind of stuff, like doing stuff and bringing in groceries. But um, one of my favorite things is when he was explaining there, because they asked him about the whole Halle Berry dogs thing in John Wick Three and everything, and he goes, "Yeah, it's a funny thing. You know, we all go to train and we're all doing stuff, and we're all doing some pretty hot takes and doing stuff." And he goes, "Then we get on set, and he goes, first day, first day that I'm shooting with the dogs on set, and they said." They pulled him aside and they're like, don't look the dog in the eye. He's like, what? He's like, don't look the dog in the eye. Like, look, they've been training with her for six months and they don't know that today is not real. We can't get to you before they do. <laughs> we'll come help you. But if you look that now and they'll figure it out. But if well, you well, look those dogs the in the eye. They will the eat first, you. One of the first commands they taught her for, to, to, for them was stop. Right. Uh, but, but, but he's like, look, that dog is four feet from you, and we can't get to you before he does. Don't look the dog in the eye. He's like, don't look at the dog. Got it. So he said for the entire like first couple of days, he's he's acting with her and the dogs and everything, and he's like purposely not looking at the dog. Because it's well, there's some the real words about it is is that's tough to see is half the people that the dogs took down is actually the same actor. Yeah, because they knew that that was who they were supposed to get. You know. Well, not only that, but he was the only one who would let them do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, I've they, seen they, a Malinois they, they do like, stuff. They called him like Crazy Fred or something like that. It's kind of like, okay, we need a dog hit today. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> Uh, go get a new costume on. My my favorite is when the dogs would do their stunts and stuff, and people would watch the movie, and they're like, dogs can't do that. And I'm like, those are Malinois. Yes, they freaking can. <laughs> like, There's a couple of stunts where they, you know, they, they like the the one where they jumped 15 feet up a, a, a vertical wall. I mean, yeah, they hauled them up on a, on a wire, but um, most of those stunts, those dogs hey, can do that. Hey, I've seen a pit bull, now one much more muscular and thinner than mine. <laughs> But I've seen a, a young muscular pit bull do that up a, up the side of a wall. Yeah, I'm I'm like, look, I, I wouldn't bet against a Belgian Malinois. Like, mm, I don't think I'd do that. They're like they were German shot. I'm like, watch the action dogs. The action dogs were Malinois. You you don't want to bet against a Malinois' athletic ability. I promise you, you'll lose. Have you ever been in the dog suit? Yeah. Have you ever oh, been yeah. hit by the dog? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's actually kind of surprising. I I always it was under the impression that 
if that dog hit me, I could stay on my feet. No. Just because I'm not a small human being. No. And, and no. No, that's not how that works. A, a lot of people don't understand the physics of it. Um, plus, if you didn't have the like, I used to do a lot of Schutzen training with my mom, um, and she was a because she was a Schutzen instructor. My mom actually is a big um, dog trainer and always has been. Uh, she's you know nationally famous for being a dog show judge and all that kind of stuff for different uh, events. Anyway, um, when I was fifteen, sixteen, I did Schutzen training with her uh, as an instructor, and. Um, I guarantee you, you do not understand the physics of a, a 90-pound animal hitting you at full speed um, and flinging their body with a bone, your bone, in their mouth and the leverage that they have. You do not understand. And I, and by the way, if you don't have those pads, there is nothing you're thinking about other than getting that dog to stop doing what it's doing. Okay, you you yeah, lose all on focus. Your arm, like yeah, nylon bone. Right, and, and like you get a big enough dog, they can crack your bones, right? Or or just break it because of the sheer torque on the force, right? Because if you've ever seen a dog take a rag or a, a rag doll or a a rope and shake it to try and break its back, they can do the same thing to your arm, and and I guarantee you, you're not gonna like it. Okay, you're not thinking of anything other than I'll make it stop, make it stop, make it stop. So um, dogs are terrifying <laughs> if, if they're properly trained. Like we have a 90 or uh, an 85 pound um, boxer Labrador mix who protects my 13 year old like it's his job. And I, like I have never felt safer leaving that girl at home to run to the store than that dog being there. Well, I, I, you know, one of them has since passed away, but I, I, there was a period of time in which I had two pit bulls and I would, you know, and they tell you how long ago this was, this was back when you still had to go to Redbox. <laughs> um, but my daughter and I walked the dogs back to Redbox and I left her sitting on the, um, next to the parking lot as I walked up to the storefront. And as I walked back, she looks at me and goes, I think you've been watching too many crime documentaries. I'm like, why? And she's like, because I was worried that somebody was going to come and take me. And I looked at the two dogs sitting next to her, and I went, no, nobody's won't. coming anywhere near you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of them has since passed away, and the other one is old and fat now. But at that <laughs> point in time, they were, they were at that point in time where they would both smile, and you could see nothing but cheek muscles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if anyone have said aught of ill to her, they would have turned them into Swiss cheese, you know, like now they'd have snuggled and been all whiny and stuff and wanted to be put under their blanket when they got home. But um, because <laughs> anyone who's ever owned a pit bull will tell you that they don't understand the concept of personal space no. at all. No. Um, I, I love the, the things you see on uh, TikTok where it's kind of like you got a dog trainer going, you do not let the dog sleep in the bed. And you've got a guy with like three pit bulls going, and well, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> he sleeps on my face. OK, <laughs> there's nothing. I've got one like mine's like yours. Mine's old. Now, he's a Roddy pity mix. Um, but. He still sleeps on your face, right? He wants to put his giant ass round bowling ball head all across your throat because that's where it belongs because that's where he snuggles, you know. And if and if you move, he moves. <laughs> like, he like there's no concept of look, dude. You need to get off of me. I need personal space. He doesn't understand that. Like he's he's 12 years old. It doesn't make sense to him. 
So, uh, and, and, you know, the other one who I named a man, like Riker's name was, he was named after Commander Riker. He is now Snoot. He is Boople Snoot. I thought it was Boople Snoot. It is Boople Snoot. That's his full name now is Boople Snoot. On his collar, it says Boople Snoot. But we call him Snoot for short. Um, and now they do a thing where this incredibly manly dog, who would honestly, I think, eat somebody if they came in the house and bothered his girls. They wander up to his face and take their little hand and go, Snoot, Snoot, and honk his nose every time they see him. And I'm just like... How have you turned this incredibly manly, awesome, beautiful dog into snoot snoot? But that's neither here nor there, I suppose. (laughs) Anyway, I need to get back to said girls. Um, Guys, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, Jake, you got anything else for this one? I do not. I think we went far enough off topic. I think that probably sums up. We stayed on guns for a very long time. All right. We we were on like 90% guns this time. And then we devolved into dogs, yeah, which is so fine. We, 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 we didn't get to Israel or Uncle Joe or any of that. None of it. None of the conspiracy theory. We did good. We did good. We just we diverted a little bit with dogs. Uh, oh, we, we have to do a conspiracy theory uh, GS, GSB at some point because I, I, I've heard some good ones recently. <laughs> um, also, if you guys are into uh, – I'll make one final recommendation. If you guys are into ballistics um, and watching – um, the ballistics and solving crime. JFK, the smoking gun, is a fantastic um, documentary where they go through and and show you uh, they they break down JFK's assassination ballistically, and they come to some really really interesting results. Which I, I mean, look, I think we're pretty much you know convinced in this world at this point that Lee Harvey Oswald was likely involved, but he wasn't alone. Well, they go specifically into that, and they they show you the person they think it is because of the type of ballistic uh, wounds that JFK had. They even nailed down what kind of gun it was and where the gun was, and there's a picture of it in all the famous photos, and you never think about it. But it's there. (laughs) Buried in a hole of Outpast Air Lingua. Still got the shovel. It's there, and you're like, oh, my God, why did nobody think of this? And And you're like, well, somebody did, actually. It's why the Secret Service was freaked out. Uh, anyway, JFK, the smoking gun, you find it on uh, Prime Video or Freebie or whatever it is. And uh, it's it's pretty interesting with because the, they, they break it down with ballistics and guns and how guns work. And, and you know, uh, just they stay with the ballistics of it to, to really kind of track that. And it's really fascinating. You guys, it's about 84 minutes. This is really great. Anyway. You guys have a good one. We will talk to you next time, and uh, keep safe, y'all. Still got the shovel. (laughs) On behalf of Jake Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawkseyeguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.